Hello, we're back. Is it Web 2.0, Web 3.0? Well, it's Interview 2.0. We are going deep, flying deep in the metaverse. Continued conversation. All right, all right, here we go. All right, I'm getting ready. Get your pens and paper. Get your beers if you're in the UK. If you're in the US, you should still be working. Oh, I'll let you off. I'm not going to tell you, boss. All right, 15 seconds. All will be revealed. Woo! Hello, everyone, in Yo. the evening in the UK. Matthias, you legend. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm too excited to even begin with my words, but welcome, everyone, to uh, joining us. I've got an awesome guest here, and you might have seen him already on this show and thinking, Steve, is this a replay? I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> is This is actually live. So I'm joined here with the fantastic Matthias Dancati of um, Sunken Blimp, Flying Deep. Matthias, how are you doing? You thank right? you, thank you very much. Thank you, Stephen. I'm doing great. It's great to be back here. It's not a replay, and I just gotta tell you, this countdown always gets me so pumped. <laughs> like I'm here, like let's go. Let's yeah, go. let's go. Exactly. <laughs> I got so excited. I didn't even test my. I didn't even test my soundboard. But so if you, I don't know if you could hear a clap, but I'll do one anyway. So let's go. We'll, we'll clap. Here we'll we make go. The sounds. <laughs> Brilliant. So if anyone's wondering what the heck is this all about on my evening in the UK, well, Matthias is going to help at the moment because I had an assignment on this LinkedIn course because I told LinkedIn, the big bosses of LinkedIn, I said, I'm going to find out all about architects in the metaverse. And they kind of went, great, do it. And then I was like, oh, okay, I need to do this conversation. So I've started doing a bit of investigating, a bit like Sherlock, you know, and, and I know we had a chat before about your, your company. We're going to talk about that in a bit for anyone who hasn't seen it. But basically, I wanted to talk about architecture careers in the metaverse. And so with that, when we when we talk about the words careers, right, there's a lot to do it. It's like someone dedicated towards it. And we're talking about salaries. We're talking about people who are all in. They've rolled the dice in architecture in the metaverse. And the thing is, Matthias, I hear all the time people saying, well, um, you know, the metaverse is really interesting, but isn't that like a game? Isn't that like a project on the side? Um, or isn't that a bit of fun? And what I'm interested in, though, is can you make a business out of it? Now, I think you have got a proper business, but maybe you could tell the audience what that business is, who you are, and what's the name of the company. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just to get straight into the question, yes, you can. And um, yes. I'm here to tell a little bit about like what I've been doing. But basically, my name is Mateus Tenkachi, right? And uh, I started a company about a year and a half ago uh, called Sunken Blimp. Mm. And we have been doing work in the metaverse and working as a metaverse architecture firm. Um, and from the sense that we work inside the metaverse, right? Our team is spread around the world. <laughs> we have people from mm. Colombia, people that are right now in Qatar, people from Belgium living in Mexico, people from all over the world, um, you know, joining us and working in this virtual world, but at the same time doing projects that are in the virtual realm of things. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting to compare it to a normal architecture 
practice in a way, because in the end, we are making spaces, right? That works in architecture as well as in the metaverse. We're designing spaces for people to inhabit. And mm -hmm. that that goes, you know, through all of these different mediums. But in the end, it goes to the same core, which is how do you put someone's vision, a client's, you know, uh, image into an actual environment that they can walk around, explore, live in a way and work, right? Uh, a lot of these spaces, they're not just for living. I think, you know, architecture, we think sometimes goes towards the residential. Yeah, I'm not living, I'm not sleeping in a virtual world. But at the same time, we do mm. spend what, like 97% of our lives inside of a built environment. You know, mm. architects in the way, that's actually the reason why I got into architecture, because that's the play of life. You know, we're making the scenography of what the play of life is. And that's what got me interested. And now in the virtual space, as we spend more and more time in this call right now, we are in a virtual environment. If you think about using the screen to communicate, but now if we're in a virtual environment, now we are in this architectural space that defines mm -hmm. our virtual communication or virtual interactions. So I think th there's so much interest in this world and it's so exciting to be designing this new phase of what it is to communicate in a way. I love it. Well, I think I, while, while you were talking, I was listening and doing everything <laughs> in the background. So I might have got my soundboard working. Did yeah, you get that? Go. So I, I, I got that. I got that working and I, I, was, I was listening. I was trying not to get distracted with your beautiful sunken blimp stage. So what I thought, maybe a bit of eye candy, I'll put that in the background Let's because go. it's just as much about seeing as while we're talking, isn't it? So yeah. I've got the yeah. link here, right? So I'm going to bring up this link now and bear with me. I'm going to put this link for people on the stream Oh, I can't because it's on LinkedIn. But LinkedIn, <laughs> I will give you a link somehow, somehow, right? So on Spatial, there is this sunken blimp stage, okay? So let me put the link down now. So this is, look how sharp you are here, right? Yeah, it's so like I have my, my suit. You have, and look at me. I'm like the, I'm like the, <laughs> the, the skinny version of me, right? <laughs> <laughs> look at this, right? So... Now, when everyone's watching this, this is spatial, and I've covered this before, but have a look at the design that's gone in this. This is not a SketchUp model, which I've kind of plonked down <laughs> here. Mateus, do you want to tell us about this funky stage then and what yes, you've absolutely. So it's a pleasure having Architecture Social here on the Sunk of Them stage. And uh, don't Ooh. mind the Christmas decoration. We're a little ahead of ourselves here, but you know, I could oh, my My mum would be proud, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this is the stage where uh, we bring in different speakers every week to host presentations, right? The whole purpose of the Sunken Limb stage is to find a community of people that believe in the same things that we do, believe in this future of architecture, the future of design, the future of communication and education. So we bring in people that believe in that and they come to the stage and present about their projects, their philosophy of living, whatever it is. Um, so far, we've had over 30 people presenting here, almost 6,000 people overall, you know, visiting the stage. And mm -hmm. the beauty of presenting or using a virtual space for the sake of education and communication is that we're not bound by 2D images and graphics and videos. We can actually use the space to host this presentation. So right now, I'm just going to plug a little bit of the event we're having tomorrow. But Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> uh, this is going to be the last dive life of this year um and we call cool. the presentations dive lives right 
Yeah, um, I was going to try and get your YouTube up as well, <laughs> but that people can join in in stage and see the replays on YouTube, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you if you see here upstairs where I'm at right now in the audience side. Oh, okay. To your wow. Right. Or to your so left. Yeah. This is actually really easy to use. I'm just terrible <laughs> at driving it, but go on. Here we go. Uh, so this is the speaker that we're having tomorrow. His name is Justin. He's from Canada and he works with sustainable materials for product design. So this is an example of a piece of ecological leather that he manufactured using shrooms well mushrooms not shrooms oh shrooms i was getting excited there for a second well, i can't say that on linkedin i gotta take oh, yeah. it all out you know so he uses mushrooms and other natural material to produce these wrappers for product design and he's going to be presenting about the whole process but the thing is in a virtual environment instead of just talking oh. about showcase these 3d scans you know, and he's going to be talking about his process, the recipes he uses to cook these materials up. And and that's the beauty. You know, these are 20 to 30 minute presentations, but you can showcase 3D models, walk around, enter. You know, if you're talking about architecture, you can enter a project, scale a model up and down. Uh, just this past, I think, two weeks ago, we had a presentation by this one architect um, here in the U.S. And he presented how Frank Lloyd Wright's buildings are biophilic. And he wanted to use Frank Lloyd Wright's buildings to showcase how we can connect to nature. And we showcased models on stage and then we dropped a portal and people were in uh, Frank Lloyd Wright's homes. Actually, oh, you wow. want to go into Falling Water real quick? Yeah, go on. Tell me the way. You've got to show me the way. It's like the red and the blue pill. Which way do I go? Oh, look, there are all the videos down there. Sorry, I'm, I get distracted easily. Here, there's a... If you sent me a link, have you? Uh, actually, here on stage, if you, if you oh. look this way. There's oh a my gosh, you've made a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's if go. You, if you travel, you'll be you see yourself inside falling water, and and the beauty of this is that we hosted oh, cool. a lecture about Frank Lloyd Wright inside falling water. You know, oh, so wow. you can. Oh, walk we've gone to town here. <laughs> oh wow. This is you pretty know. cool, isn't it? Any Frank Lloyd Wright. Uh, Frank, Frank Lloyd Wright. That's a tongue twister for my Welsh accent. If any <laughs> any buffs here of big fans, this is pretty cool because, you know, it's the kind of thing you study, right? But you can't get to walk around. So there we go. That's the thing. This is, we learn about this project, you know, from Ooh. 2D sections and plans. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, dude, I've, I'm the, the terrible driver, haven't I? <laughs> I've just you, murdered if the you stairs. Scroll, if you scroll your mouse all the way in, you get a yeah, first-person view, which is a little better. Top tips. The, yeah, there is, you go. This is a very simple recreation, but we studied these buildings in architecture school and all of that through 2D photographs, uh, plans, and sections. And then the lecturers, right, they tell us, oh, this is a good example of spatial interaction and spatial mm -hmm. procedure, all of that. But we, we were supposed to learn that from 2D mediums. Now, what if you host a lecture about Frank Lloyd Wright inside Falling Water? You know, and mm. this can be, all the students can be in all different parts of the world and experience this, you know, dance, you know, do the moving butter move. <laughs> oh my goodness. I have, I, I, I just learned how to zoom in on the camera. I'll have to, next, next to the moves for next time. But hey, this is awesome. So I, I can see what you're saying, the, the business case for it. And I tell you what the bit I like, right? Because 
I know you're really good at rendering in 3D Max as well. And okay, you, you can get like super realistic looking stuff. The beauty about this is I literally loaded it up in Chrome and people can get it on their iPhone, their Android. And that's why Spatial I quite like out of all the platforms because of mm -hmm. the accessibility. I mean, what do you think? Is that an important criteria when 100%. you're designing these things? A hundred percent. And I cannot stress that enough, right? Uh, this idea of the metaverse and all, uh, even virtual reality, I'm a big fan, right? I'm a huge fan of virtual reality. I think the technology right now, we're at a 65%. And in the mm. next five to 10 years, we're going to get to the 95%, something that looks so close to realism is indistinguishable, all of that. However, look at the amount of people that currently have VR headsets. Mm. It's not a lot of people. And it's no. really hard to, even if you ship a VR headset to someone to get connected, all of that. So the idea of having accessibility means that right now I sent you a link in a minute or less, you are in a virtual space. Yeah. Now... If you're talking to a client, if you're showcasing a project, if, if you want a client to have a space to meet with other people, they don't want to go through all of these ways of getting someone because then you, you lose people. We're not there right now as a society, perhaps. Yeah. Um, therefore, having this accessibility allows for this quick way of accessing something the same way we have a Zoom link. Um, and a lot of people that have been contacting us and doing projects with us, uh, we actually have two clients right now that they are actual designers. You know, they design mm. things, but they, they're building with us their portfolio. Basically, we're bringing their portfolio into a virtual environment so they can, whenever they meet with the client, instead of just showing renderings and pictures of what they've done in the past, they can walk around the same way that I'm doing a tour with you. We could have been touring the houses that I can make. Look what I can make for you. You know, even yeah. though we're talking about real life, <laughs> you know, architecture, like in that case. It's, imp it's impressive. I like that. So there's the two ends of it. It's like, also there's the imagination. So basically like the sunken blimp stage we were on before is, is a fairly a thing out of the imagination. It's amazing. And then on the other hand, we've got a bit of architectural history here, right? So really sky's the limit in terms of what you can do and which way you want to go, right? A hundred percent. And I mean, of course that doing a portfolio will be uh, we can go back to the sunken limb stage now. It will put, we'll hang out there for a little <laughs> bit, you know, just a quick, quick look. I love just it. A, a quick teleportation. <laughs> it is pretty good. Um, but, but that's the thing, you know, we, because when you're designing a virtual space, you can even think about how to replicate real life. Right. Mm. So in the case of architecture visualization, you know, whenever we're talking about ArcBiz, if I'm trying to show my portfolio as an architect, I can even do to the minor detail, the replications of the real world, or what I think it's very exciting is to combine the things that we know as affordances in a, in a, in the space and the exciting things about what virtual spaces can do. Whenever I mm. see a column in a virtual environment, <laughs> I think, okay, why, why a column, right? However, yeah, he... <laughs> like, okay, we don't need necessarily a column perhaps. However, a plant in this case, right? We have planters here. So white, white plants, there's no oxygen exchange, there's no anything, but sometimes some elements that tie, you know, reality as we know it, at least as right now to a project can help us digest a space, give scale, give presence, as well as set a, a harmony of a, of a space that makes you feel a certain way. And that's yeah. something we've been experimenting uh, for over a year now in this stage, this stage, 
even though the lectures are open for everyone, we want to make education accessible and we're bringing clients to see what we can do. We have been using this as research for us. Uh, every person that comes in, we study their behavior in a virtual environment and we mm. understand where they stand to watch a presentation. How much mm. time do they spend before, you know, moving to a different location? Where do they choose to sit down? And uh, here I have a little history of design of the sunken limb stage ah. because we've taken the metrics, that data, you know, of how people behave in an environment. And then we change a few variables and then yeah. see their behavior and then their behavior, you know, change the path. How do you access the stage? At, at some point, we added this staircase going around uh, okay. the outside. You know, how many people choose that versus the ramp? Did some you know? people fall off that kind of thing? And you go like, <laughs> right, okay. This is like, okay, so this is the less falling off version and then it gets a bit sexier. So it's always like that iterative yeah. design process, right? A hundred percent. And that's the beauty of virtual spaces, right? Because it can be modified. Now try mm. making a headquarters for your company in a, in a physical building and then deciding that you want an atrium instead, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's really hard to modify physical buildings. Uh, so this allows for a lot of study on what your community is. You know, let's say you put your architecture, social, virtual environment in your website, right? Yeah. Now, everyone that is part of your community can access that space, communicate, talk to themselves. Now, everyone's saying, oh, my God, we really need an architecture, social, you know, couch or lounge or whatever. Yeah. We want a disco club so we can dance. That's something that can be added to the virtual space because community now, they're also part of the environment that they use. They feel like they're part of something. Mm. And that's something that we've been finding that is really, really precious about making virtual spaces for people because their community finds a place to, to hang out that is open 24 seven. I love it. I mean, I have to be careful. And this is one of the, the easiest and at the same time trickiest interviews I've done because I'm getting seduced by like playing around here. And I have to remember that there are P I am doing a live stream and stuff. Although this makes it a lot easier and fun for me, but I think, I think it's amazing, right? What I was going to say to you is because this is so useful in terms of giving a bit more ideas in the commercial sense of what kind of things could be possible. It's amazing to see, for example, because I think I started looking at what you guys were doing around this version right mm -hmm. and now we're already on like vision 6.0 what i was going to ask you is because we talked before this because i tapped you up about hey you know how's it going all that stuff and you showed me a few slides right and that's when i was like oh my gosh we have to talk again because if there's someone out there now that's going Mateus, it's really nice and it's cool that you've got your youtube channel it's cool that you're getting nicer people in for events and i love the falling water However, well, have, you, have you done anything for clients? You've started doing that, right? You've got also, so this is your gig and this is kind of like your experimentation lab and also all the cool stuff happens here. But you've been starting doing this for commercial clients. Is that right? I'm, yeah, yeah, 100%. All right. And uh, I can even show some of these projects. Um, if you want, I can show here or you want to show there. Oh, whatever. If you want to give me a little teleport bubble, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> here, why don't we do this? Uh, if okay. you come here to the center. Yeah. PowerPoint is so 2020, isn't it? We'll just, <laughs> we'll zoom um, around. I can actually share my screen. Oh, 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 I'm, my brain's like exploding. All right, cool. 
Um, oh, wow. But yeah, so basically, um, we've been working, you know, as a metaverse architecture office, doing some projects and collaborations with different companies. Um, but then these are just some examples, right? Uh, this one was a project that we did, we called the Rock House. Um, and this is an event space that we've been doing for different companies, uh, hosting events in the virtual space. So in this case, Haskell, one of the biggest construction companies in South Florida, uh, approached us saying, hey, we do have this annual event we do physically, and we always do a live stream on Zoom, you know, people that cannot make it, they watch the presentation, uh, you know, the cameras, but we want to do something more. What can we do? So we developed this space, and then we put all of their branding. Right now, these are all the day shots. You, I'll take you later, perhaps, into the night, uh, the nighttime, which has like neon lights and party. But they presented uh, five hours worth of presentation with keynote speakers. And, you know, it was kind of like a pitch type of event. So different teams in the company pitched ideas and one in the end got a grant to execute the ideas. So there were the 3D models of the presentations and a lounge, a little portfolio of all the different projects they're doing. And in the end, over 500 people joined the, the event, the virtual event, you know. Uh, and this is, you know, one of the projects. But moving on, we... Uh, we got approached by this one company in South Florida who sell custom Jeeps, right? The car Jeeps. Uh, and they make these six-wheeler apocalyptic type of Jeeps. And their problem was that they're very strong in South Florida, but all of their international and out-of-state clients, they have a hard time seeing all of the options for customization. So mm. what we did is design the showroom with all of the different options and different types of cars that people can go virtually and explore, almost like a, a physical showroom, but in the metaverse. So, so cool. This is a very interesting project, which is currently, you know, finalizing development. So it's not uh, right now. We have only like the space for private customers, and it's not open for everyone. Um, but it's very interesting. In the future, you're going to see some more stuff from this coming on. Um, another one of our clients, uh, a couple of doctors, two neurologists, actually uh, neuroscience well, neurologists. Yeah, uh, they approached us to host presentations about medicine in the virtual space. So this is the virtual uh, forum, the space that we created for them. And basically it has this lounge and stage space that people can showcase medical models and anatomical models, show the needle, you know, where the needle goes, you know, basically perform a whole procedure and showcase procedures in a virtual environment. And so far they're right now they're starting to work on one of the first conferences in the metaverse, medical conferences in the metaverse, you know? And this has a huge market. You know, if you look at any medical conference, there are booths, there are sponsors, there's banners all around. You know, it's a whole, you know, economic, there's a, an economic impact in these. And they're yeah. doing everything virtually, you know, with doctors from all over the world participating in these, which is pretty exciting. Uh, and then so on, I'm just skip through a couple. Oh. We have a team that is fully working, you know, virtually on these projects. It keeps getting bigger, doesn't it? Okay. <laughs> I'll have to send you my talk. CV soon, you know. <laughs> Don't know what I would do, though. Um, so, yeah. And then these are some other projects, right? Uh, this one was a project for Artificial Islands uh, for this one uh, investment in the Bahamas. For oh, wow. It's basically a resort made of uh, a bunch of different artificial islands. So we made a script for them on how to make these artificial islands, which was a cool project to, to do and visualize, you know, virtually. Um, and then this is the tree house that we built. So this is for a private, a private owner, but basically a tree house in the metaverse, you know, what would that look like? 
and in this case kind of like appealing to something that it's it's actually impossible to build <laughs> but nonetheless you know exciting thinking about what this geometry would be um it was i don't know i'm i'm a, I'm a sucker for <laughs> tree houses um this other project is a proposal for the nasa lunar archives basically a geometric study on how this museum would be you know for for a museum on the moon uh so on this is a proposal we actually sent to hbo max uh on how what would be the theater for um the the premiere of house of dragons you know the show wow yeah <laughs> i love it spin-off uh, yes. And then we call it the Dracarys Theater, you know, taking in the idea of fire, dragon scales into an architectural style that we could, you know, host a theater in it, mm. uh, premiere movies, which is, it's honestly pretty exciting as an exploration of what we can do in a virtual environment. Um, this is the a couple of studies that we we were doing for the proposal for the, the runways for New York Fashion Week. Um, basically looking in how can buildings inflate and deflate and behave like fabric, uh, mm. especially for this runway type of event, you know, considering that this is not a physical world. What if the building actually takes in different shape as fabric does, depending on the, the type of event or the type of runway that is happening at the time, you know, in this way, it's almost like dressing the audience with architecture, the same way that fashion week is supposed to be, you know, about dressing in general yeah. um, so all of these exciting projects are in in the end almost like an architectural project you know we take in what the client needs what the client wants and then formulate this design um, this is a project that is currently ongoing uh, for seed squatch a community uh, based here in california and basically they have a huge community of people that are working with music and cinema uh, cinema basically and they wanted a space for their community that allowed them to showcase music and live stream live and perform live as well as premiere some of the movies that they were making so this is a whole network of different tree houses that the community can meet up talk communicate show their music show their movies uh which is super exciting and again i love tree houses so that hit right on the spot for me <laughs> as a designer i was like <laughs> let's go um and so on, right? This is some preliminary design um, uh, design exploration for this one project we're doing with the Museum Nacional de Colombia. So the this Colombian museum approached us. They want to do a, an extension, basically a virtual wing to their museum. And the idea is, what can we bring from culture and the actual, you know, presence in his the history of the country into the design? Um, and then these are some study approaches, of course, of like the skin or the actual geometry, um, showing different levels of um, this quote unquote like pointiness or like places that you're supposed to be on, places that you're not supposed to be on. How do you inform something like that using the idea of almost like explosion and aggression versus smoothness and welcomeness, right? It, it's kind of like a play with affordance, right? How do you tell something with design and not words, uh, which is exciting. Uh, this is a series of galleries that we actually uh, worked on. And there are 777 galleries, completely unique, one from the other, but using uh, an algorithm to design them. So in the end, we designed all of the backbones and the rules, and then it generates these unique galleries that someone can show to use their art and all and this is for a creative ai museum 
basically each of these galleries will have different works from different people that use artificial intelligence to create art. Um, super exciting project. It's very, very ambitious. And this is only the beginning of it. So don't wow. worry, you'll, you'll be seeing more of this in the future. <laughs> wow. Um, and then this is just another example of also an algorithm based uh, design for the metaverse, uh, which takes in different mentions. So basically the algorithm that we created generates all of these different versions of what a mansion is for private members of this one club uh, that reached out to us. So in the end, you know, each of each of these are completely unique, but at the same time offer a, an architectural metaverse space for them to create their own private galleries, their own private collection. You know, each of these members, they have their own NFT so they can display their NFTs and invite their friends, clients, whatever it is. I love it. Amazing. Can't believe you've done this all in the last few months. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> it's been a lot of work this year. This year has been really, really great for us. It's, it's again, I'm going to reiterate, it's like the easiest uh, presentation to do because it's just, it's like eye candy. There's lots of stuff going on. So on that basis, right, and I'm not asking you to kind of break out the books of the business or number crunch or anything, but top line area, right? If someone said to you, it's unachievable to make a living in the metaverse, you're charging these clients money, much like a physical architecture project, an architect would charge a client in the real world. Is that true? That Yeah, that is true. So uh, you, sure. you hear it here first, you can... <laughs> to an architecture business in the metaverse and that's a real life bed behind you and stuff you're not unemployed you're not bankrupt or anything you do you can afford to live right a hundred percent a hundred percent well there you go makes it makes me think isn't it i'm gonna give you a round of applause because like all the awesome stuff there it's just amazing and growing right because in the past two months we just onboarded more 3d modelers and you know unity developers to help us out because it was getting to the point that we needed more hands-on so, wow. you know, I it, think, it, yeah, it's, it's good to, to kind of val uh, validate, right, that this world has indeed a space for architects and designers. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And um, what's interesting to me is I can see, the, you know, the NFT angle. I can see all this on the, you know, the generative design. And that's interesting because I can see people wanting projects of one to 100 and stuff. But actually, you know, when you're talking about... Um, the the car the show world it's not even like um it's not even like a traditional place where the car's in like a fancy lobby we're talking about in the desert in all this kind <laughs> of stuff it makes a lot of sense to me and i remember years ago even when we were talking about virtual reality there's stuff like apartments isn't there there's loads of business cases like say now i'm stuck because of covid i can't go out or maybe i'm halfway around the world you could knock up apartments and all that stuff virtually. The business cases are exponential, right? It's there's so many, surely. A hundred percent. And each project is its own challenge, right? That's yeah. how I like to view it. Um, I don't, I don't really think I have, I have preferences in terms of design, but I don't yeah. have a style, and I don't like the idea of personally having a style because I see each client with each problem and design, you know, questions. Mm it comes a different challenge and a different solution. Um, so I don't want to be approached by someone that says, Hey, I want sunken blimp because of their style, because I want it to look exactly like that. You know, each project starts from scratch. 
you know, uh, thinking, you know, of course there could be some references or someone likes to sunk on stage, we can go in that route, but, yeah. you know, raising the questions from the ground allows for, for us to like really represent what each client envisions or wants or helping the client figure out what they envision or want. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the most interesting thing. I love it. And I, so I was walking away in the metaverse, but just to get somewhere else, I wasn't bored and uninterested in what you're saying. It, it's so cool. And a quick interlude on that is that I, I, again, how naive I am when you're like, hey, should I just get the presentation in here? I'm like, okay, sure. And then it just comes up on the screen. And that's really cool um, way of using the medium to convey information. So you got my brain popping of like, oh, well, I could do shows in the metaverse and bring stuff up, bring videos up, and that could be a cool thing. So it feels like it's going in the right direction. And before we talk about Dive Live, which I want to talk about in a second, just before that, I'd love to know your quick, off-the-cuff uh, thoughts on where it's all going. Because even in the nine or ten months we've known each other, right, I feel like the space has moved on. And I know right now people are panicking about crypto, and it's kind of picked up again, but basically... There was fraud there, and I can see someone's yeah. asked a question about, like, can you steal things in, in Web3? This doesn't feel like that world. I know it kind of blurs slightly with NFTs and stuff, but the practical applications that you told me and stuff like this, it's like showcasing the car, showcasing, the, you know, Frank Lloyd Wright's building, and building a state, building ways of communication. I mean, what's your predictions on the way things are going? Absolutely. So my first my first comment about where this is going, I think it's going to get each time easier and easier for creators to be part of this world, right? Especially yeah. if you think about three years ago, for you to do even a place like this, there was so much development and, you know, actual, you know, coding to get to a level like this versus now yeah. creators have more openness towards this. Um, I do believe that at the same time that a lot of creators can get involved in this, it still plays to the same point of uh, imagine everyone in the world can get an architectural license today. It doesn't mean that everyone will be able to design, you know, spaces that make you feel good. Mm, right? So a lot yeah. of things, uh, it's going to bring a lot more, let's say, perhaps competition or different people participating in the same industry. However, that's when we're going to figure out um, which like spaces make sense and kind of like uses the, the environment in a certain way. Uh, but at the same time, this whole idea of crypto, right? We did have a big turmoil in the past, in the past two weeks. Oh yeah. hundred uh, percent. And honestly, that's something that no one really expected. I perhaps don't want to get too deep into crypto right now. No, no, I, we don't. I do think it's just a step in the way and the force that meta metaverse or crypto in general has to offer it's really unstoppable. Uh, and this goes to show that even though this catastrophe that happened was a big deal for a lot of people, it doesn't yeah. stop this movement in a way because we are talking about human connection. We are talking about bettering transfer of information as well, right? And even to, to kind of mention the question that was asked, can you steal things in Web3? You can always steal ideas somehow. Right. Someone could yeah. come here, get super, super, super inspired and recreate something that is to the T. However, this stage itself, the file, which we think it's something that is easy to copy, right? Anyone can copy and paste a file and replicate. 
in this case, this file is minted as an NFT, meaning that um, the actual, you know, blockchain, you know, <laughs> the, the traffic of this, the transit of this information is traceable. Um, therefore, you know, it's not as simple as replicated because I can verify that I'm the original creator, owner, and user of this one file. Um, and of course, there's a lot of questions, perhaps, like if we open the crypto box and like the Web3. No, we'll, 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 we'll shut the crypto box. But I just want to say on that point, actually, about, about taking stuff. I agree. Like I've been, we were talking a little bit before this about I'm building, you're, you're rejuvenating your website because I mean, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with your website, but the pace of the projects that you've done, you want to show that fresh slant, right? And actually, web design is incredibly easy to copy. There's very little copyright on there apart from images. So the, the, I mean, by the fact that your stage is in the blockchain and stuff, that's a step further. But the bit I was going to say is like, there's always going to be copycats, right? There's always going to be copycats, but there's the original. You know what I mean? There's like, I get loads of architects to social clones. But that's fine. It's part of the gig. You just gotta, you just gotta keep going, right? And if if a sunken blimp, oh look at this, we got a guy who's gone on the stage. Oh, <laughs> it was like a photo, uh, like bomber or whatever, wasn't it? I just got like, thank God, it was nothing provocative. I was LinkedIn would have a word with me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but anyways, uh, you're gonna get people that maybe ha get inspired with a sunken blimp stage, and it looks a bit similar. But I don't know about you, but I'm just like, it's part of part of the like pushing the space or whatever, isn't yeah. it? It's going to happen, you know? 100%. And I think that's the good thing about having a community and doing things in the public in that sense, right? Because we have a Sunken Blimp community, people that have been coming to the events and been with us since the beginning, and it's always growing, right? And TikTok, I'm always showing the projects on TikTok and showing, you know, what we're doing. Uh, right now, we're actually going to start building one of the projects in public. So actually taking in the community into the, into the design process and you know just met with the client this is the ideas this is what we have in mind you know sh so show and having a community and exposing that make sure that if someone comes and copies the sunken blimp stage to the t and changes the logo chances are that the community would catch that before i do yeah. you know and there's people that have been validating that we've been doing this for a long time uh and i think that i the idea of community cannot go you know, hidden in this case. I think for you to have a virtual space or even the idea of a metaverse, people are the most important things because you're not designing objects. And I think that's a lot of people get it twisted. Oh, it's a virtual environment. And, you know, when you're designing in a 3D software, you're seeing it as an object, but it's until you experience and inhabit and you put people there to see their sentiment that you, you really are designing for a virtual environment. Um, yeah. So you have to think of people. People make this what is actually a metaverse. So true. I mean, that's part of architecture, isn't it? It's like you 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 watch what people do, and that's what the whole. There's a company in the UK called Space Syntax, and they're more on the urban environment, but they are the people that like analyze if you go A to B, and there's certain bits in between. What 
what are the path that people take? You know, like in real life, mm -hmm. you see the, the path that was intended to take and then the path that really people go, which cuts across the grass. Yeah. And I and I think I think you're right. It's all about how people use it. And I saw someone else in the background here and all this stuff. And what I was going to say is, because we've got another question here, which I'm not even sure we can answer, but thanks, Arby, for putting it in. And Arby says, can we talk about architects participating in creating digital twins for existing infrastructure and cybersecurity? Ensuring avatars at 101 and not impersonating anyone. Now, Matthias, I wouldn't know where to begin with that, right? That's not, is that something you deal with or um, is that not in the area that you focused at the moment on? So it's not necessarily my area of focus, but I'm very interested in this. And I mm. actually know some people that have been working more with the idea of digital twins for construction itself and in, uh, cybersecurity. Um, However, it's very interesting to to think about this, right? Imagine you have this one pavilion or this one space, and within this space, there's a virtual copy of it, right? Yeah. So I can be there in a physical environment, and then there's visitors going into the virtual. And imagine if we can interact, right? Let's say my living room is connected to this live stream right now. So if I'm in my living room, there's people walking around virtually, interacting with objects virtually, but what mm. if I can interact with that from a physical standpoint? Uh, perhaps not even talking about cybersecurity, but you know, thinking about this future of interactions. If I write on the dry erase board, you know, I can communicate with people that are in this virtual version of the space. There's a lot of research in this, and we've been working with some projects. And I think that's mostly what I showed in the first time we spoke. You know, yes. those windows, the window that correct looks into this virtual space, so physical objects could interact with digital ones. Um, and right now, my focus has been in the virtual spaces as an architectural, you know, design studio, especially because research and exploration in that field is really important and we have not yeah. ditched it, is in parallel. But at the same time, uh, these projects fund the research to push the boundaries of what this metaverse looks like. Uh, otherwise, if we just stayed in the, the research and development phase, uh, of course, that we cannot fund more research and development, right? Yeah, I no, I totally agree. And I think that actually research is important, but to make a commercial business out of something, how trying to do it myself, and in some cases I succeed in some ways and others I fail, it's very hard to make a commercial business. And you're right, you need the money coming in to do the research. I mean, I always say people go, well, the architects are social, but hey, those servers cost money. I've got to get the, the moulons in one way or another. And, and it's about how you do that in a tasteful, ethical way. And I think that's what's really important with the projects that you were showing. There's like a commercial purpose that a company can do it, but you're designing it in the best way, a tasteful way, a thoughtful way. It's not like copy and paste. It's, it's you know, incredibly full out. I mean, that's architecture, right? Not every architecture practice does all the researchy projects. They also do commercial designs, right? And so there's design entries, but then there's also the companies that maybe um, the, the projects that don't go on design. So I think it's a bit of both. And, I, and that's why I was excited to see both angles. However, yeah. Mateus, they're so sexy anyways, your more commercial projects are still pretty damn good to look at, you know? Nice. And and I just want to really emphasize that research has not stopped, right? I, I'm not sure mm. if I mentioned how or how much I mentioned when we first talked about the idea of the sanctuary. 
Mm. Um, and the sanctuary being a piece of physical land where we experiment with not only the bridge between physical and digital, but experimentational physical, you know, processes, right? I am interested not only on the digital stuff, but I am interested in the future of architecture as a whole. And of yeah. course, the, the digital plays a part in what the physical of architecture is, because this is not going anywhere. And more and more, we're going to see adaptations to the physical environment that accept virtual worlds as well. Um, but the idea of the sanctuary is having this piece of land, which was a dream, you know, um, where we can experiment with this. And I'm really happy to announce that we, as a sunken blimp, we were able to acquire this piece of land. Oh, and, yes. Uh, and soon we're going to start, you know, working on the sanctuary and doing the first prototypes of buildings that accept these things and, and, you know, actually building physical things as well to communicate to this virtual community. I love it. Well, you get a round of applause there. Thank oh, they're coming, they're coming out of my actual speakers at the moment. And then I had like here some, oh, let me get it. I got some electronic dance music. So let's see if I get a good one for that, for the announcement. I don't know, we got a bit of, that wasn't what I was looking for. I wanted like a, yeah, that's the one I wanted. There you go. Oh, look, you're dancing around. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think it's um, it's so exciting. So, I mean, I can't wait to see what else um, pops up. So I'm going to put quick links here now. But I thought, you know, we've, we've hit the 45-minute mark, which has gone, like, so fast because oh, yeah. all your, your projects are killer. And I could talk forever, but you've got a lot going on. You've got all these projects going everywhere. I thought maybe what would be cool, while we put up the link and all this stuff, um, perhaps you got some questions for me. I don't know. We could flip it around, right? When will you create a virtual space for Architecture Social to have virtual podcasts? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, and you're going to you laugh. <laughs> you, what are you waiting for? All right, because I'm. So I need. I need. I'm going to take a lesson out of your book. All right, you've got a team around you, and I think right now in Architecture Social, it's been me doing everything, which, as you know, is not long-term healthy because I'll just burn out. Or what, what realistic happens if I don't burn out? You do everything a little bit thin. But you're totally right. You're totally right. But I'll, I'll tell you the truth, right? When the Architecture Social and architecture companies out there use me for recruitment, and I will, I will then pay Matty here to build my architecture stage. But until then, right, because I believe in actually, it's like you, when you need a good architect to do it, because I don't have the time to do it. Like you were talking about working with a developer on your website. I need someone like you to rock up. So, and for that, you've got to pay the, the decent price for it. So that's really the goal. I want a proper stage and a proper architectural designer um, to do it. Okay, so that's the ultimate goal. But in the short term, what I was looking at, there was actually a new temp, um, a new stage template that's come out in um, Spatial, which isn't as, as um, boring as the original one. Sorry, I love Spatial. But there, so an architect designed a template. And that's what you should do as well. You should design a template and then people can use it. But in the short term, I'll use the template, I'll explore the medium, and then I will I will invest in a proper stage. What I was going to say to you while you're here, right? I love the medium. I like the fact that I think it's interesting having people on camera like me and you here. Then you've got this, and I love the way you can get the stage on. So I, I oh, so you can show a presentation. So. 
there could be something cool with Inception. I would like to, I, I, would, I would be interested in how can you have an interactive experience where people can be in the audience, they can feel part of the show, right? But then they see us in person. And I think mm. that, and I remember I was talking to you like it before, I think whoever conquers that will have an amazing interactive live experience. So that was the long answer. The short answer is I will hire you in a year or two if things go well. And if, if things don't go well, I'll cobble around with it and get out my GBL files or whatever they're called and I'll make something myself, but it won't look as good as yours, you know? Of course, of course. I'll, I'll be here for sure. Don't put your prices up for me. We're going to lock it in on, on this part. Everyone that's in the live stream, remember, Sunken Blimp are going to do architecture social maintenance rates and I'll put a Sunken Blimp hammer. But I'll still pay you. I promise I'll still pay you. Go, but, you know, we, we do a little, we'll do a little back and forth. Any other questions that you have for me here? Um, me or the, your audience? You. But the audience can ask me as well. Oh, and the audience, if you want one question for Mateus before he goes, answer it now. It's last chance alone. But otherwise, you can ask me a question. Or do you know what I was going to say to you, actually? I'll give you... Because Sorry, I, I didn't tell you to preempt this, so I know I'm asking you questions out of the blue. Right, do you know what? Let's talk about architecture careers in the metaverse. I don't think it's there yet. Apart from your company, I don't see people advertising architecture jobs in the metaverse, but I think it will happen in a few years' time. So eight years ago, right, when I was in recruitment, no one advertised for a computational designer. They didn't do it. They just they just looked for architects with scripting and then became BIM managers and BIM coordinators. And I think we will start seeing architecture jobs in the metaverse however do you know what i was going to say to you because you can advertise on the architecture social for free so maybe we make the architecture social the job board for architects in the metaverse we'll do it you could use mine for free come on what are you saying yeah i'm down all right awesome yay there you go i can do the um where which button was he there you go i promise i'll put i'll put that on my agenda but um Oh, we haven't had any other questions come in. So maybe if it's cool with you, unless you've got a burning other question to ask me, uh, which I'll answer, maybe just tell everyone where they can find you. Oh, absolutely. So you've been putting on the Sunken Blimp uh, website, and I just want to make an, uh, an announcement to everyone <laughs> that the website is changing very, very, very soon. Uh, we are working on the development to showcase the different stuff that we've been doing in the past few months. Of course, uh, but you can always find me on Instagram at uh, the Sunken Blimp, or you can find us on YouTube on our community Discord, which is where we communicate to our community and we announce all of the events that we've been hosting, um, and on TikTok. You know, we're we're everywhere. Honestly, it's yeah. really hard to miss. Actually, um, yeah. and shout out to your Discord because I think it's probably one of the better ones. It's like pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of good ones but I actually like your um, Discord. It feels really thought out. So um, everyone check out the Sunken Blim Discord, which you can probably find on the website. And Mateus is 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 just too uh, modest. The website's not that bad. It's just got to keep up with all the stuff. So, and, and hey, if you're watching this on replay, you might see his new website and it'll hey. be really cool. <laughs> hey. All, sure. all right. So I think that was a really good, um, it's a really good, I don't know. I don't even want to call it. Like we went into the portals and um, it's yeah, really good to see this stage. For sure. Yeah. 
It's gone so quick. So what I'm going to do now is stay on the stage just for a bit while I close down the live stream. But thank you all for tuning in in the evening or in midday, wherever you are across the world. Do get in touch with Sunken Blimp and, and um, follow all the good <laughs> stuff that you do. Thank you so much, Mateus. I'm going to end the live stream now. All right? All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you. See you guys. Take care.